0: Trilogy Wellness. Today, I have in front of me Mr. Nate Juarez. He is on Instagram as "Got a Pivot," and he is the Pivot Master with the Mace. He also uses Indian clubs, right, and Persian clubs. Persian meals. Persian meals. There we go. Um, yeah. So, Nate.
1: Hi. How's it going?
0: Good, man. Um, I'm so happy to see you. Actually, really quick, everybody, he was there when I got. He gave me. He signed okay. off on my steel mace cert.
1: His great. signatures
0: on it. <laughs> yeah, that's um, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that is sick. <laughs> I almost cried yeah. that day. <laughs> me too. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah,
1: of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: Um, yeah. So Nate is uh so he's obviously he's got level one he's got level two and you just got your um educator cert as well correct yeah which is so sick so um congratulations on that thank you um you're out in san diego correct nice and you live with your boyfriend hi correct i do yeah awesome cool yeah uh so yeah tell me a little bit about your history like as far as what was your introduction in the movement world did you play sports as a kid um
1: so my i've always been a pretty active kid Uh, as far as a forest boy so i grew up in the woods played in the mountains was running through the thicket of trees and getting dirty all day um which was awesome i loved it loved it um and then you know, when I started, uh, when I got into my teens, my dad threw me into the gym. He was like, you're not going to not going to be weak in a good way. He wasn't like mean about it by any means, but it's like, <laughs> I want you to be strong. Right. So, yeah, he uh, he took me started taking me to the gym, started doing bo- old school bodybuilding with him um, and then just kind of took off from there. So by the time I started like getting to high school, I was already like kind of training my friends and I was going through like some bodybuilding routines and stuff like that, which is really dope. Um, I did a bunch of sports. I tried a little bit of everything. I did like wrestling, track, uh, tennis, golf, um, you know, football, um, soccer, you know, pretty much everything. I tried everything, yeah, um, <laughs> which is fun. Like I liked exploring all those things, and it gave me a really good, and like it was just fun. It was just a bunch of sports and play for me. Um, but I didn't really start taking fitness seriously until I was in my twenties um because like up until that point like fitness was fun it was just me having, like enjoying what i what i what was in front of me whatever opportunity i was given i took um and it was it was really good but then once i got into my 20s i was out of college um i started social working so i did a cps and child welfare um for like seven years oh wow yeah uh, so I did that, and uh, you know, after college, I gained about like a hundred pounds of fat. So I was a, <laughs> I was a husky boy. I like because I stopped moving. I stopped. I stopped going to the gym. I stopped, you know, doing sports. I stopped hiking. I stopped, you know, doing all of those things that I did when I was younger. Yeah. Um. Because I was so focused on the career at that point. So, I was sitting behind the desk all the time. The job was so stressful that, but when I got off of work, I had zero energy to function or take care of myself. So, all I did was Mm. hang out at home, play video games, drink, and uh, eat a lot. Um, So, you know, naturally, I got fat um, and I couldn't move anymore. So, uh, by the time I was 24 and three years of self deprecation, I decided to make some changes like you know because having that change, like shifting from you know oh i could just live and be okay and not have to Mm -hmm. worry about my fitness to like oh shit things have gone so poorly and i have degraded so far that i have to like not only pick myself up but i have to tear it apart and like recreate everything
0: um and and, yeah
1: and that and (laughs) going and and getting the will to do that like it just the will to start alone took me about three years of change talk Mm, like because i could because like i couldn't bring myself to actually put the energy into it because uh, because there's so much like fear and doubt and like uncertainty about that stuff so Mm. three years passed and then uh, i got to a point where like i couldn't walk upstairs anymore i couldn't like go down the block without wheezing and so like my my time that I was spending with my family and my friends was just like shot. It was worthless because I was so out of breath, out of energy and I like couldn't do anything. So so um for me at that point I was like okay it's time. So I decided to not only change how I was going to do everything. I got started going to the gym again, started practicing again, but I realized I didn't know enough. I didn't know enough. I didn't know enough for me to be able to take myself out of that space into where I wanted to be. So I went to school, educated myself, got a got my certain training. Got a bunch of uh, certs on top of that to bundle underneath because I wanted to know more. Because once I started, I couldn't stop. Yeah. Right for sure um which is awesome because i fell back into a pattern that i felt good in um and that was good for me so you know fast forward a little bit i you know left the left social services for good went right into training and i started bodybuilding because at that point i was still overweight and i was still trying to get myself into that space so i had to take all of that accumulated knowledge and apply it to not only myself but also to some clients Right? so i started training at some gyms and within about two years i was getting ready for a stage for bodybuilding
0: oh my gosh
1: i took myself from 260 pounds 40 percent body fat to 192 pounds and eight percent body fat
0: let's go it was great That's- i felt
1: really nice bodybuilding was a like you know bodybuilding was my re-entry into the fitness world and into a discipline into the development and acquisition of a practice that uh, fortified routine and consistency, right? Yeah, that's at the end of the day, like that's what, you, like whatever program you choose, it's the consistency and the focus throughout that will dictate whether or not you're successful or not.
0: Dude, hundred percent, right? Hundred percent.
1: Um, so after bodybuilding, you know, I, I bodybuilt for about seven years competitively six years, mm-hmm. seven years competitively. Um, and I would, you know, at the end of it, I got up to 260 pounds in my bulk phase. Um, oh about, boy.
0: So you were, you were like.
1: I was big, I was a big boy and I had, and I still maintain like 15 ish percent body fat. Yeah. So it was, I was big. Um, yeah. So
0: you're like, you were big and you look jacked. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but the problem was, is that I couldn't actually move that well. Mm. yeah I, so, i've been there <laughs> so i bet i would like it was a it was a weird thing because i was you know i went from being fat and not in low energy to not being able to move uh, and not being able to move to being super fit and not being able to move <laughs> so mm. it was it was interesting because I, like i you know there was one thing that i've i forgot to do is the mobility the fluidity practice that self-care like there was that one thing that i missed in my own in my own care in my own practice that i hadn't like didn't develop any costume so yeah um you know i slipped a disc and oh. i wasn't able to walk for a while um and for about four or three years i wasn't able to squat I couldn't yep I couldn't walk for uh, extended periods of time without my lower back like wanting to give out and feeling like it's like a shearing
0: oh my gosh
1: it was terrible it was awful so. Um, ditched the weights went calisthenics uh, okay. I focused on mobility and at that point I had moved to San Francisco and started working at equinox
0: okay yeah that's like the I know those guys.
1: Yeah, it's a nice gym. I really like it. Uh, If I was to go back to any gym and work, that would probably be one of the places. Um, But I started training there and then of course the pandemic happened and you know I didn't have the gym anymore. I didn't have all the the equipment. um, So I needed to shift in a way. So I was like, I still need to train. I still need to do my things. I still need to work. Um, The only thing that was available when I went to the store was a 20 pound mace. It was the only thing that I could purchase. Nice. so yeah so I, I got it i was like okay i'm gonna make this work uh, and to be quite frank when i was going there i was looking for a viper
0: interesting so
1: i was like what can be as close to a viper because I, like as i could because i was like that's the best thing that's the most versatile equipment that i could think of at the time for sure um but lo and behold, the maze came into play, and we started, you know, practiced that for a little bit, and realized, okay, you know, I'm limited because all I could do are linear movements. So I got a ten, I got my ten pounder. So I scouring the internet for information, found seal mace flow, uh, kinesiology, um, K- uh, Kips. Um, I forget there. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Kips found a bunch of certifications, started training under them, and fell in love. You know, um, I would take you know, I had the gift of the pandemic, so to say, to have the time and availability to practice and like really take the time to understand what it is that I actually found. Um, So you know, when I first started, I would hike from one side of the city to the other. So I was in South San Francisco, and I would hike to um, Golden Gate Bridge every day and so it was about like you know 15 to 20 miles a day depending on which route i took because i would just like scour the i wouldn't go the same way every single time yeah because there's so many streets so they like, had so many options so i was like okay let's here we go so i'd hike every day with a mace um or maces or clubs you know sometimes like 10 to 50 pounds on my back to the beach and i'd flow the entire time wow so okay. like you know i'd i'd pick a park stay there for like an hour do mobility. Walk to the next park, grab some food, do some like movement and play. Walk to the next park, do some flow drilling practice for an hour. Walk to the beach, do some free flow, walk home. Mm. And I did that almost every single day for six months.
0: Wow. And you're not kidding when you say you hiked in San Francisco that far because we just went we, we just recently went there and boy those hills are no joke <laughs> yeah yeah like, you can't live in san francisco and like not be a, a little bit in shape honestly
1: <laughs> it has that benefit because yeah every single road you walk down is a hill
0: yeah and it's
1: and they're not they're not they're not they're not they're steep
0: yeah, they're like a, at at least see. a thirty per thirty percent thirty degree incline for sure. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. all right, It's kind of crazy. But anyway, right? So, <laughs> so yeah. So I'd hike the entire time, and I flow practice the entire time because for me, you know, yeah, you know, there was a lot of things like not only was the pandemic going on at that time, but like I. I uh, at that time in my life, I had recently just got over, uh, or just going through a divorce. I had moved away from a different city because I like things were kind of crazy for me, and I was super depressed. Right, super mm. dark place, super dark time. Uh, <laughs> and so yeah. I was taking that opportunity for San Francisco to like kind of reinvent and rec- recreate myself. Um, yeah. but, and so I took the opportunity the maze gave me to do that, even though all that craziness was happening with the pandemic. Um, and it worked. It worked. Um, Flow has this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, side product or byproduct of not only a physical um, physical um, development, but a mental and spiritual development. Um, when you go into this practice, you are forced to slow down and really build awareness to the internal environment that you have going on. And it forces you to confront those things. And, you know, for me being a Stoic um I am allowed to revisit all of those instances that are causing whatever dysfunction, illness sadness, whatever um and overcome them yeah, right um you know I've, like I've said that. this <laughs> yeah um you know and you know I take a lot of my um mental health practice. That I've like you know, quite over time, and I apply this to a lot of my training and a lot of the practice that I do as well. You know, it's something that I was able to really hone in on over the six months of the pandemic that I that I did, you know. um it became a really it became super powerful because, you know, having coming coming from some coming from trauma, if it, you know, anybody who knows who has come from trauma, how your life becomes this victim lens, right? you you, become, yeah. you put on this lens wearing it as a victim and it kind of, they're really hard to take off,
0: right? Oh, for sure, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but for you sure. know, um, the mace allowed you to do that. It'll, it you, It allows you to see through a true lens of what's real and what is possible, right? And because you are given that that opportunity, you take that view and you're able to hold it, you're able to harness that, right? Yes. Um, and that became like a normal, that became my practice the entire time. Like, you know, I would internalize the feeling that I want and train with that feeling until I felt it until i knew that it was there so sometimes wow. it would take me you know 20 minutes three hours i like you know it It does sometimes take a long time for me to do that and i took that time i gave. i i, I don't want to say i don't want to say sacrifice i gave that time to myself so that i could find that and the 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 hard thing is is that it does like i'm not kidding about three hours or longer right yeah i would move whether it be in a 360 or free flow for like non-stop i would i would force myself to not stop until i could feel it um and it was hard man. (laughs) it was hard to break through those 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 times and like in those 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 barriers and like you know i look at you know, and and, I, and what I do isn't even that extreme, I think, to, to to be honest, you know, I look at someone like Zach who does stuff that's very similar and he's doing his 24-hour solstice swings of nonstop movement for the purpose of sacrifice and gaining, like, knowledge of self, right? Yeah, and that's so beautiful. It is, it's, ex- it's extremely beautiful because, like, that's that's the heart of what you need to do to make any sort of change in your fitness or in your wealth or your well-being or your or your your mental wealth you know because if you're at a space you know of of change talk so to speak where or or a place where you're wanting something different you have to sacrifice the person you are at that moment to get somewhere else
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, and that's i think that's something that we don't understand is that you like if you want change, who you are now is going to go away.
0: Yeah, 100%. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and if and if you can't let go of that ego, if you're not, you're going to be running cycles. And we see that. And we see Tell that. in flow. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and we, <laughs> we see it in flow, you see people's cycle in their free flow. So you'll like, you know, I'll have An individual start um, a flow practice, and they will. I'll have them free flow on day one, and they're like, "But I only know." Yep, I have them free flow on day one, Um, and they're like, "But I only know." I don't care. Do what you can, right? Yeah, and they'll do this. And sometimes, you know, I've had one person just do switch curls the entire time. Yeah, Um, and I've had other people do steps with a little movement, but it would be the same steps over and over and over again. It's a cycle interesting Right. that's a that's, that's cycle um even in a more advanced uh, flow artist, even in myself, you'll see in free flow that there are things that I just do over and over and over again in free flow. So that means that there's like a subconscious part of myself that is running this program that it is stuck in and it can't break three free into different flow into different flow spaces, right So that means yeah. my might
0: is stuck there, right. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's tight. Yeah. I like so, that.
1: Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah. So where was I going I, don't, I think that was the end of my point. That's the end
0: of my point. <laughs> no, I think you were uh I, I think basically where we were going is you're you 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 would start people um with that free flow as a way to kind of reveal some patterns and right. Break through some patterns. I'm assuming, right.
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I, so I, I took that practice that I learned over the pandemic, have started applying that to clients and have them do that in their own flow practice from start to finish. You know, and then when, when they have reaches, like it's always. The the moment of breakthrough is the thing that everybody is searching for but is but isn't always achieved because they
0: don't let go enough that's interesting i like that
1: because you know when you get the i've heard other other educators and coaches say this but the individuals who um who flow who free flow their best flow comes out after a few minutes it's not like the first few minutes of free flow are typically garbage because yeah. they because they hold it because you haven't made that transition into a flow state yet right mm-hmm. and it's that ability to enter that flow state and stay in that flow state that uh that creates that freedom Um, And to do that, you need to have that like awareness of self, but but the awareness of function as well, because you're using a tool that is like moving around your body and you need to be able to manipulate the balance of space. Like, so you need to create negative space between you and the mace and maintain that negative space on top of the structures that you're creating. Mm. Yeah. So the more That more that that you're able to do that, the more that you're able to think like, like so thinking about that, like what that means, right? So, if you're able to not only create a structure, but maintain a space within a structure and then also have the mental capacity to um, foresee movement and options of movement, um it's a, it's the web of flow. I, I don't I don't know if you've ever seen the web of flow yet where you're in free flow and you start moving through movements, and then all of a sudden you see, Um, paths, and you see, you see, not just you see yourself frozen in the moment, like you're still moving, but you haven't even reached the bottom of the cross body bottom yet. But before you get to the cross body bottoms, things have slowed down, and you've you see now, okay, I could go to cross body bottom, Shaolin, Archer, uppercut. You you see the map, right? Mm. Um, and once if you're like that, means that your body has the the ability to create. Under duress, right? You know, and and that and that duress or the stress that we experience, you know, translates to anything that we do outside of move outside of fitness, right? Our body doesn't know the difference between the stress of work and the stress of the 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 spring in your bed or the morning commute. Your body doesn't know the difference between that type of stress. It's all the same thing.
0: Nine percent.
1: But yeah, man. Um, so I love so the so bringing this flow into or bringing flow into my practice in general has been um, pretty great because <laughs> it's it's that's what I base my whole practice on at this point. Like, you know, i I don't um diminish the value of bodybuilding, um functional training and all that stuff is super great because those things give you strength structures in a way that is kind of uncomparable to anything else. yeah, but. Um, the difference between the, the that bodybuilding type of work is and the the flow stuff is that it's isolytic, and versus holistic. Yeah. So and 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 it does like our bodies don't work in iso, iso, isometric so much or isolytic systems. We work as a whole. Hundred so, percent and like and so the difference now and i've actually started like i went back to some linear patterning just to like play with some things as i'm experimenting with movement and bringing flow into more of like a biomechanical structural, uh biomechanical and internal strength model
0: um yeah. which is sick by the we'll way. talk about that <laughs> <like>,
1: we'll <laughs> talk about that later um but what like the difference now when i try to do any linear patterning is I yes I feel it. For example, if I'm doing a bench press, I feel it in my chest. Sure, but I feel the irradiated process from the chest to every single part in my body. So it becomes this full body like it automatically becomes a full body movement, unlike anything before. Like the the. When you do a bench press, the ability to link your your core to the floor is actually really difficult. You've seen people try to do bench pressing. Fe- people's feet wave all over the place. Their knees are like the butts coming off the floor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um that that the chains are breaking when you do that. There's no full body control there. That's not strength, right? You yeah, a hundred percent. Really? Man. Right. So the now like that like. Having the flow practice ingrained so much, you have the function like dialed in in a way where your body could just do it inherently and 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 with the control of of the whole system. So like it's movement efficiency, it's neurological like control in a way of of your body in a way that I don't think barbells and dumbbells could do
0: so well. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's what is so unique about about the mace is its versatility um because and it's it and it kind of sneaks it in there a little bit of like how strong you get while you're using it and it is because of that like you you have to use your whole body like yeah. even when you even when you do a 360 you know like you're using your you using all of your legs you know you're using all of your like all of your core you're using a lot of your upper body you know Mm -hmm. and um i think the i think the flow aspect is i think the flow aspect of it um is that that therapeutic side and i think one of the things that i actually really like that you do with your clients is you take them through flow reps Mm -hmm. because because that's that okay here's the parameter now we're just gonna we're just gonna dig deeper in there dig deeper dig deeper dig deeper and now when you go into free flow look how many things you have yep yeah yeah i love it
1: you can't do like it's great like this this practice to be to be frank is is monotonous it can be it really like if you're actually trying to get good at this shit it's gonna feel monotonous at times, but the, the, the barrier that you get over, and once you can get over this, is really strictly the mental practice, right? The, the, the monotony comes, but when you have that mental drive and you're able to develop that mental drive, like that is the true gift. Because mm-hmm. when you're able to hold when you're able to develop that mental drive and have that as a tool for you to use, everything else becomes so much easier, so much easier. And we see this like you see this all the time in quick fixes when we try to work with clients, you know how yeah. when they're struggling with their a few reps of something and then you tell them to giggle or smile or something. and everything and all of a sudden, Something like their structure is good, they're moving gracefully and they're everything's great. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Imagine imagine having that ability at your will and beck and call.
0: Dude, yeah, that's that that's the key right there.
1: Right. Imagine like imagine having that, but 10 times better. And you have and like you can make it stronger. Like, like that will, that drive, that thing, that magic that we give them that they could find, you have that everybody mm-hmm. does and you can train that <laughs> you could train that to be something that you could use
0: right 100 100 um let me check time real quick okay this is kind of perfect timing for this i think that's a good little period point and yeah man a great a great little <clears throat> intro into some of the stuff that you're up to and um i think I think you provided a a tremendous amount of value uh, on the content that you put out uh, for free on social media, you know? Um, So everybody like definitely go follow him when we're, when we're finished, I'll have him uh, give you all of his deets. Um, So I'm going to get into the quote of the day really quick. Actually, let me, what would be one takeaway you'd love to give these people? Takeaway.
1: uh so i think the common theme that we would be talking about today is you know slowing down taking the time to really build an understanding and awareness of what you need and where you want to go and what it will actually take for you to get there
0: beautifully said yeah hell yeah on that note we have our quote of the day and i know you're gonna love this Um, Everybody, this is from the book As a Man Thinketh uh, by James Allen. If you do decide to purchase this book, look for this version. It has both of his books that um, can be read in conjunction with each other, which is really nice. Um, So this is out of the chapter called Effect of Thought on Health and the Body. The body is the servant of the mind. It obeys the operations of the mind whether they be deliberately chosen or automatically expressed at the bidding of the unlawful thoughts of the body sorry at the bidding of the unlawful thoughts of the body sinks rapidly into disease and decay at the command of glad and beautiful thoughts it becomes clothed with youthfulness and beauty disease and health, like circumstances, are rooted in thought. Sickly thoughts will express themselves through a sickly body. Thoughts of fear have been known to kill a man as speedily as a bullet. And they, can t- and they are continually killing thousands of people just as surely, though less rapidly. The people who live in fear of disease are the people who get it. Anxiety quickly demoralizes the body and it lays it open to the creatures of disease. While impure thoughts, and even if not physically indulged, will soon shatter the nervous system. Strong, pure, and happy thoughts build up the body in vigor and grace. The body is a delicate plastic instrument which responds readily to the thoughts by which it is impressed. And habits of thought will produce their own effect, good or bad upon it. Yeah, man. Yeah. That that speaks
1: to a lot of of things. Yeah.
0: We could could probably talk about that for a few hours. (laughs) Oh, 100%. And I think it was just, by the way, I was like sitting, I was sitting on my floor or in my bedroom where i'm at now and i was like looking at the book the bookshelf we have behind us and uh, i was just talking i was just like man what it like what do i want to use for it what's the quote that i want to use for today and i haven't picked that book up in months and i was like hmm Yeah, that that's the one. That's the one. (laughs) And I just randomly flipped open to that page, and I was like, "Oh, dude, this is perfect." (laughs) That's a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It speaks
1: volumes to to the whole lens and paradigms that we prescribe to, you know.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, one of the things I've been diving a lot into as of late, and then I'm gonna end this so I can get you out of here. yeah. One of the things I've been diving a lot into as of late is like the psychological, like the psychological impact on physiology, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I like that you make your clients free flow on the first day. It's like, okay, let's see where your barriers are. You know, mm-hmm. let's see, like, let's yeah. get you uncomfortable so that we can like really start to dive in deeper on like what yeah. it, like what it is that individual needs, you know, mm-hmm. I love it
1: yeah it's really fun it makes them it, i of course there's a little part as a coach that i'm like i like that you're uncomfortable right now that gives me a little bit of pleasure oh 100 <laughs> percent. but but it's all in, it's all in love uh, like for, for those yeah. clients listening out there it's <laughs> no sadist out, no sadist <laughs> here. It's just, you know, in that moment, in that moment where I see you become uncomfortable is a moment where I see that you are going to grow and that's a positive thing. And so 100%. Um, that's, that is what I'm actually smiling at. And that's what you, probably what your, your coach if you've had that experience is also smiling at.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That, that's what we, uh, that's what make. that's what gets us out of bed in the morning. That's what we're there for. Honestly. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> 100%. 100%. All right, Nate. All right, thank man. Thank you so well, thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, thanks, man. Of course. Uh, um, Tell these people where they can find you, bro. Yeah. Dude. Uh, so check out my website.
1: It's uh, www.gotapivot.com, G A D A P I V O T. You can also find me on Instagram at gotapivot.smf, which stands for Steel Mace Flow. Um, check me out there. I've got a bunch of content and events coming up that are love for everybody to be involved in. So if you have any questions, let me know. Excited to see you all. Peace. Peace.